Okay, I'm here with uh, Ken Sugiura. My name's Sam Daniels. Uh, together, we're the authors of Buying Property in the USA, A Foreign Investor's Guide. And this is the second in a series of podcasts that we're producing, um, which outlines some of our strategies that you can find in the book of uh, the same name about buying property in the US. And how are you going, Ken? Uh, good, thank you. How are you? Very good, very good. Great for you to, um, to have you on board again and uh, to record another one of these podcasts. Mm-hmm. Now, Last time, if you recall, um, we sort of spoke in quite broad terms about the US market and the sort of opportunity that it posed for investors. And um, this time, um, I'm right in thinking we wanted to get cut straight to the chase and sort of provide people with a couple of actual deals of ours that we've done so that they can get a feel for the opportunity that's out there and, and exactly what, what, uh, what, that, what shape it takes. Is that right? That's, that's great, uh, Sam. That's, uh, I think we always... Um, benefit, I think the re, uh, listeners will benefit greatly from listening to um, to us for you know talking about real deals. Now we'll talk about um, the structure of the U.S. property market in more detail in later chapters. But essentially, we're looking at distress buying distressed properties, either REOs, foreclosures, or um, toward the cheaper end of the market. And today we're going to bring you a, a couple of deals of ours, which go from perhaps the cheapest you can get. Um, up towards the, the upper limit of what we're considering for a single-family home. Now, um, for us, I think, you know, the cheapest that we've, we want to do is about $30,000. And your, your place that you're going to talk about in, in Florida, Ken, what was the um, purchase price on that one? Uh, about $160,000. $160,000, yeah. I think that sort of runs, you know, the spectrum of what we're, what we're prepared to look at. Now, tell us about... Um, Detroit. My, my, the first place we're going to talk about is um, is just a little bit west of um, downtown Detroit. Now that's a thirty thousand dollar place, obviously. Now, Ken, tell us a little bit about Detroit. I mean, I guess a lot of listeners will have um, you know a nasty picture, I suppose, in their head of Detroit. Um, but tell us about how you stumbled onto it as a, a suitable in, uh, investment destination. I think, uh, Sam, that, you know, it's a counter-cyclical investment um, that comes to my mind. Um, the fact that, you know, the U.S. auto industry has been hammered, uh, you know, greatly during the GFC. And actually the first, one of the first probably the markets which went, went down was actually Detroit. And uh, as soon as Obama started to announce their rescue, uh, financial rescue package for GM and, and, and all the industry, um, you would normally start to think that um, it's, a, it's a good time to get in because all the bad news already priced in. Mm, yes, yes. And, and so, um, but at, you're still probably able to buy pro- um, places in Detroit at a reasonable entry point, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that, that obviously you're not expecting you know huge capital gain from from markets like Detroit, but um, America still needs manufacturing industry, and um, and Detroit and a few other cities around there are perfect example for for U.S. you know um, the industry and manufacturing industry. So um, if if the U.S. Uh, if you think that U.S. Economy is is coming back. Um, it cannot come back without um, with just banks and, and IT. I think you will have to come back with with um, with manufacturing industry. You know, yeah, in, including in heartland cities like Detroit. Now, um, as we promised, we want to go sort of straight to the the figures because it's all very well 
you know, talking about a city and a, an area, but we want to talk about real detail. So this place um, is on a street called Strathmore. We won't give you the exact address, but um, it's, yeah, I suppose you'd say a, a decent area of Detroit. Um, the houses in there are very tidy and the occupancy rate seems um, pretty good. And um, this was a place that, that we found, a four-bedroom uh, brick place um, and uh, with two bathrooms. And it, it sort of appealed to us, I suppose, because uh, it's four-bedroom, a little bit unusual, um, and the price was right. It was about 30 grand. And, um, you know... I, I, we we just thought that um, you couldn't really go wrong with a deal like this, and um, that it's, it was a deal that was going to rent for between eight hundred and nine hundred dollars, and um, we got it let there for eight hundred and fifty, so smack in the middle. And um, so far, it's been a, a trouble-free investment, and and I believe um, we won't talk in specifics, but you, you can have several other properties in in Detroit that are very similar to this one. Exactly. I, I mean, you cannot just touch anywhere in Detroit. I've been to Detroit, uh, Detroit several times already this year. Um, you know, there are some patches of Detroit city, which obviously uh, made the city very famous for um, through the various uh, Infamous movie. <laughs> uh, movies. And, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like you're watching a movie, you know. And then there are pockets of, of downtown um, area which which are you know uh, normal um, suburbs is uh, beautiful houses and uh, you know during the during the uh, the bubble or US uh, before GFC those property went up to hundred to hundred fifty thousand dollars sometimes two hundred thousand dollars for for you know um, working class um, families and um, we're not touching. We haven't touched any uh, apartments uh, because uh, we think that's a bit more risky in terms of cash flow. But I think all those um, so-called single-family homes uh, with three or four bedroom, um, you know, uh, places, I think are very um, good entry point for the U.S. because its price point, as you said, uh, Sam, is, you know, $30,000. You know, it's almost like as cheap as buying um, buying a car. Uh, from mm. Detroit, I think, in, in, in any parts of the world. So you can buy a house. And on top of that, that gives you a, a net income of, say, 20% per annum. You know, it's better than U.S. Uh, deposits, uh, U.S. dollar deposits or anything you can do, I think, these days with, uh, with that sort of money. So yeah. I, I think it's, it's a good, good entry strategy. And so long as you, you're getting a, a location right and, uh, you know, replacement value of the property, um, if you just ask any insurance company, they'll put the, you know, close to hundred grand or, yeah. you know, yeah. $80,000, that's, that's, you're actually buying below PBR, you know? Um, so I think it's, it's, it's a quite, uh, contrary, contrary to what many people think, that that the fact that it's, it's got such a deep discount mm. uh, gives you uh, uh, risk protection. Yeah, I I agree with you entirely, and I should add at this point that we, our buying group or um, individuals that we sort of work with and know. Um, what do we have in total? Maybe 16 in Detroit? I think it's getting closer to um, over 20, uh, maybe closer to 25 now. 25, um, yeah. Uh, I think we got our guys um, started to, you know, started off with one property and two properties and they started to see some cash flow coming in. 
and they they've been you know I think all of us are very happy with the way it's going and um, and it's sometimes if you buy five properties and if it's getting giving you a twenty percent return uh, net that means you can actually buy one more property next year yeah yeah just, just from that, that cash flow yeah mm. now. Um, yeah, they've been, and I think it's, they've been amongst our most trouble-free investments, ironically. But I know, um, you know, just through talking to people, there's some people you'll never convince about a place like Detroit, and um, they're looking for something a bit less risky, perhaps not in the high, not in such a high yield. You know, the yields that we're talking about in Detroit are probably about twenty percent. The high property tax there kills kills the yield a little bit, but the net yield is about 20%. But there's some people who are looking for um, something a bit safer, something a bit more visually impressive, um, and something which has high, probably high, higher cap gains potential. So that probably typified by that one that you've got in, in Florida. Um, is that right, Ken? Do you think that? Yeah, I think so, Sam. Um, you know, again, you can have a portfolio of properties. You don't have to put all the all your eggs in one basket. Say Detroit. You know, if you think that Detroit is more cash flow market, and obviously you may go want to consider adding a bit of a capital growth um, kind of market. And then I th- we we did uh, you know uh, macro uh, analysis, and we we narrowed down to several markets and few markets actually and Detroit uh, sorry the Florida turned out to be very good um, you know target market and I bought this um, house uh, it's a five bedroom house for hundred sixty thousand dollars and uh, and uh, you know during the bubble I think in 2007 I think price went up to over three hundred seventy thousand mm. dollars almost probably close to four hundred thousand dollars and uh it's renting to a family a nice american family um and giving me a two thousand two hundred dollars rent per annum that gives you 16 percent gross yield and actually about just over 12 percent net yield after all the expenses and rehab cost of rehabs and all that so for that type of, you know, middle income or upper middle kind of, um, you know, area, um, I think it's this it's it's incredible. This is this is a developed country, um, <laughs> America is, and then you know, it's not um, um, you know a rough area or anything. It's actually quite nice um, upper middle suburb and uh, over Orlando. Mm. Uh, and actually, when I walked into um, into this house, it was interesting that initially, Sammy, you were going to buy it, and um, I was—I happened to be in Orlando looking at my other properties, and I walked into this uh, house to inspect on your behalf. And as I walked in and rolling my, you know, taking cameras, uh, pictures, and I real, I said to myself, "I'm going to buy this," and I said. <laughs> So I'm sorry, but I think I want to buy this one, and uh, <laughs> I fell in love with the place. And then, you know, I, that sort of property, you could, you know, I could consider um, our family even moving in because it's a beautiful pool and everything. So yeah, very uh, impressive, isn't it? Yeah. And we talked about this about um, very what this place would be worth in, in different markets, and we looked at say the Gold Coast, you know, being a, in Australia being an equivalent to Florida in a sense. And what do you think this if this was on the Gold Coast, what do you think this pro- property would go uh, for? Probably even you know that probably in a good market in gold on the Gold Coast it would be probably two million dollars, 
And, um, you know, even now I think it's easily a million dollars house and the value for money is incredible. Um, the, my insurance replacement value is, I think, close to uh, half a million. So um, you, you just wondered, you know, whether Hurricane is actually going <laughs> to do you a favor uh, in the long term. Um, but the recon- you know, construction cost is so... Uh, the, the fact that you can buy all these properties uh, at much less than, you know, actually cost to build right now is, is amazing. And uh, again, I don't think this will last for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and we will get to that in subsequent podcasts. But um, that's roughly all, about all we have time for um, tonight. And thanks very much for joining us. And we'll be back um, with another podcast um, talking a bit further about if this if this opportunity is for you, how you can grasp it, get on board, and um, ex- start executing some deals as soon as you can. So thank you very much, Ken, and uh, I look forward to joining you next time. Thank you, Sam. 